Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Uh, can I just say from the very outset uh, what a week that has been in the bagpiping world. Um, we've got a lot to get into, a lot to talk about uh, and we will get to it. Now, there is some people out there that have suggested that we're not going to tackle some of the news stories uh, that dropped this past week but au contraire. Au contraire, my friend. Uh, yes, we always tackle some of the big issues. And uh, this past week has been quite an interesting week in the bagpiping scene. And we will get through all of it. Yes. But first of all, let's get through the introductions then, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And uh, yeah, like every other podcast out there, I know it's shameless now at this point, but yes, we do have a Patreon. uh, Where if you would like to go and support us, you can go and click on support and get your mitts on loads of extra stuff. Uh, So there's exclusive interviews, performances, as well as our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, which goes up there. So if you do happen to miss us live on the radio, then you can go and catch it again on Patreon. Now, there are literally hundreds of episodes of The Big Rab Show on Fuse on there. I think there's years worth of material now at this point. Um, I'm thinking well over three years now, possibly, on Patreon. Maybe longer than that. Uh, So, yeah, you have a wealth of uh, audio content there open Patreon. There you are. So, yeah, you can go and check that out up in The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Every click is appreciated. Now, with every Rab Show pod, we always like to open the door with listener mail. Uh, that email address, again, is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, uh, most of our listener mail that we received uh, was all uh, congratulatory on us receiving our nomination for the Scots Tribe Music Awards. So I have to say a huge thank you to everyone who did portray there thanks and congratulations and all of that sort of stuff so it was just awesome thank you everyone we really did appreciate all the the support that was levied our way uh, through our email box it was very gladly received uh, so i have to say i know this kind of leads me into a bit of a shameless plug but legit that's what all of our email was this past week all congratulating us on our nomination uh, but now We're in the business of trying to get as many votes as possible because, yeah, as we mentioned on last week's podcast, uh, if we do want to be in with at least a shout of possibly winning this, it does go on public vote. So just like last week's podcast, we have included a link in the show notes where you can go and vote for ourselves here at the Big Rab Show at the Scots Trad Music Awards. Uh, You can go and have a look for us. We're under the category Trad Music in the Media. Now... Depending on when you're listening to this, the voting for the Scots Tribe Music Awards actually closes on the 20th of November. So, uh, yeah, you still have a bit of time, depending on when you're listening. Uh, but, yeah, if you're listening after the 20th, then you're out of luck, out of time. 
And, yeah, fingers crossed, I guess. So, yeah, I know it does sound like a shameless plug. It absolutely is. But, yeah, we would love to have your support if you're listening to the podcast right now. And if you've enjoyed anything that our show has done over this last 300-plus episodes, then please do consider going over there, following that link, and dropping us a vote for the Scots Trad Music Awards. Yeah, there you are. And, uh, yeah, so a massive thank you to everyone who sent us in lots of really heartfelt emails. It was just brilliant. Uh, Some real good stories from folk as well about how we managed to carry them over the pandemic and stuff, you know, when pipe bands weren't a thing. And we weren't able to play together. Yeah, so a lot of you guys didn't want that shared on the show, so we won't. Uh, we won't read those. But um, yeah, a lot of very heartfelt thanks and messages of support. So thank you, everyone. It, it means a lot that ourselves here in the Rab Show team that we're working away every week producing shows, and it's just good to know that we have an audience. <laughs> you know, sometimes I come out here in the garage, and I think it's just me and the four walls and this microphone that I'm looking at, my um, script, and I think that's it. You know, you think nobody listens, and then all of a sudden, something like this happens and really knocks you over. Uh, so, yeah, it's incredible. So thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it. So, yes, go and drop us a vote all before the 20th of November, before the door closes. There you are. So who knows? Who knows what's in front of us? Now, f- folks have been asking them, when do we hear uh, whether we have won, lost, or drawed? Uh, the actual prize giving for the Scots Child Awards is on the 4th of December, and it's going to be held in sunny Dundee. Now, we do have plans, actually, for the Rab Show to attend, uh, so we will be there at the Child Awards. Uh, so, yeah, you guessed it. I will be taking a microphone with me, and I'll be turning this into a podcast, you know? I am not going to go to an award ceremony filled with amazing musicians and not take the opportunity to talk to them. (laughs) So, yeah, absolutely. I'll be bringing a microphone with me and, yeah, I'll be making an episode of the podcast from the Trad Awards. I'm very excited about that, actually. Uh, We've been talking about the Trad Awards now for years. It's just going to be awesome to be a part of it. Uh, So, yeah, I will be taking a microphone with me and chatting to everyone I possibly can. That's going to be quite an entertaining podcast, so looking forward to that one. And that, yeah, you are. Yeah, so that's it for Listener Mail. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Uh, Again, if you do want to send in any questions or comments or queries at all, and I have no doubt that this week's show will pose some questions, uh, or email, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. Right, after listener mail, then you guessed it. Yeah, it's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Confusion. Yes, this week's word of the week is confusion. Uh, that was suggested by Deej McIntosh, actually, part of the Rab Show team. And I think it's just perfect for this week. Um, I'm sure as we get through into all the news and updates and stuff, you're going to find out why there has been a lot of confusion in the piping scene. Uh, and we'll get into all of that in the news and updates. But there has been a lot of confusion in the piping world. And we'll talk about that in a moment or two once we get into that. Uh, but I have to say, confusion also is rampant in the piping scene right now because we're in the middle of the winter months, you know? And it's around this time that we're learning all of our new sets and scores and all of that. You know, are we going to learn that second harmony or just what's going on in that tune? You know, the, the ending, are we doing the reprise or are we not? Do, are we including that third bar, or, you know, with those extra grace notes or is it being cut back? Ah, confusion. Yes, this part of the year 
Honestly, I've said it before countless times, but this is when prizes are won. But it's also the most confusing for musicians out there, as we're trying to learn this new music, and then suddenly our lead tipper or our pipe major would just suddenly move the goalposts on us. Uh, Right, you spent all week learning that reel? That's class. Oh yeah, I know it's four parts, and you have all four parts learned? Excellent. That's great. You've done a lot of work there. That's great. Uh, We have a new reel now. That last one's scrapped. Uh, so, sorry about that. Here's another one. Uh, so, yeah, we're playing this two parts, and then we're moving it here to another two parts, and then we're repeating again. You get the picture? Yes. <laughs> there is a serious amount of confusion out there. There's a lot of musicians out there, a lot of pipers and drummers, who are struggling to learn their sets at the moment. And I guess this week's Word of the Week confusion, not only does it relate to the news stories that we're about to get into, but also... It relates to a lot of people out there struggling to learn their stuff. Now, my advice for everyone who is feeling confusion is to communicate, as to talk. Open your gub, as they would say here in Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, go to band practice and tell your lead tipper, tell your pipe major, I'm having a problem with that third part. That can't get the first phrase. Just how does it go? I, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused here. What's going on? Because I know so many players out there, and myself included. I have, I'm throwing myself under the bus here. I've done it. I would go to practice, <clears throat> and I would sing to myself, "Ah, I'm fine." I'm grand. Uh, I'll go in here and I think I kind of have that part. I think I have it sounding the way it should sound. I think it's all right. And then you'll go in there and you'll maybe try to mix in with everybody else playing it the way you think it should be played. And then uh, the pipe major gives you that look. Everyone knows that look. Uh, And even sometimes when you get that wee tap on the shoulder, uh, Rab, can you stand out for a minute there? Like, oh, oh, Uh, mm, what are you doing in the second part? Oh, are you playing the repeat? Oh, no, he caught me. So, yeah, talk. Tell. Yeah, just tell them the position you're in. Don't try and fake it. Don't try and phone it in. Don't be that person. Just be open and honest about it and say, Hi, look, I am in a weird place. I have no idea what's going on. I'm so confused. Can you tell me what the crack is? Uh, So, yeah, honestly, that's the way out of confusion. So I hope that kind of rings true for a lot of people. Uh, well, you have had a number of messages from folks who are uh, appreciating the words of encouragement through the winter months. So, uh, yes, we will keep them coming. But just to let you know that you're not on your own. A lot of folks out there are struggling right now to deal with all of this. Learning all this new music for the incoming competitive season is not an easy thing. And, uh, yeah, I think whenever bands hit the grass, they make it look easy is the problem. You know, they make it look effortless and then... You know, people don't realize that this sheer amount of work that's went on behind the scenes before that band even thinks about throwing the kilt on. So, yeah, I hope that rings true for a lot of folk. If you are confused about your music, if you're confused about anything about the performance at all, don't bottle it up and just hope for the best. Open your gub and go and talk to your lead tipper or your pipe major and let them know what's going on and maybe that can help you. There you are. It's always better to talk and say something than say nothing and just hope for the best. I know that from experience. Anyway, so that's it for Word of the Week. Confusion. And I do think it's a good one because we're about to get into quite a confusing time in the pipe and scene with all the news and updates. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Now, we do think, honestly, that after this week's news and updates, uh, that we will have a lot of 
yeah, weekly drones. Uh, we don't have any weekly drones this week. Again, another quiet week. Uh, we found this now in recent years. Uh, well, you know, whenever we're getting close to the holidays and everything, our weekly drone certainly seems to slow down. Hmm. But I dare say, after this week's topic, uh, we will receive some weekly drones. I have no doubt. So, JD, you might be getting another week off, mate, but be prepared. I have absolutely no doubt there'll be quite a few weekly drones coming as a result of this week's news and updates. Yeah. So, be prepared, JD. Okay. All right, so if you do want to send us in some weekly drones, go to our website, thebigrabshow.com, and there's a big button right at the top of the page saying Weekly Drone, and that's where you can go. You can let us know your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, completely anonymous, and that's the beauty of it. So, yeah, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone, that's where you can go, and let us know your thoughts and feelings. And we're about to get into all of that. Yeah, let's get into all of the news and updates then, shall we? So... Yeah, but before we do, I'm going to draw a breath here for a sec before we actually get into all of this madness, because uh, madness it is. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off showing improvement, and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Ah, yes, I needed that wee break there. Yeah, just a, a little moment, I guess, to to draw a breath and have a look at everything that I'm going to be discussing on this week's podcast. There's so much, folks, and I know I'm not going to be able to do this justice, but I'll do my best. Now, there's been a couple of big, big announcements that really rocked the competitive piping and drumming scene, and I'm going to do what I can to capture everything from this. But there's so many different aspects to consider here. It's a whole podcast on its own, but... Let's start at the beginning, shall we? First of all, we had an announcement on social media from the city of Inverness. They put out a huge announcement saying that it's cancelling all plans to host the 2023 European Pipe Band Championships. Now, that came as a bit of a blow to everyone. We really did not see this coming. Now, the statement itself is quite lengthy. You can go and read the entire thing if you want, but I'm going to summarize it basically for you into down in one sentence. Uh, it's no longer financially viable for them. Uh, apparently, the event was running at a big loss, and it was costing the city of Inverness a silly amount of money to host it. And they're now having to cut their losses and say, well, look, we just can't afford to run this. They're bitterly disappointed, and apologies to everyone who had made plans and everything to attend next year, but uh, they just can't do it. It's not financially viable, and they can't host it. 
And that was a huge blow to everyone. And as you can imagine, everyone on the piping scene was really quite shocked by this because, yeah, piping at Inverness was one of those quite popular venues, actually. A lot of people really seemed to love it. So, yeah, quite an unexpected one. And then, of course, the rumour machine started. Well, where's the Euros going to go now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the conversation just blew up. I think the amount of people who've been commenting on our own social media and Rab Show has been incredible. Uh, All talking about possible venues for the Euros. Also about how scandalous it is that, you know, councils can't afford to run these events. And all of that, we'll talk about the financials in a second or two. But yeah, a lot of people really seem to be outraged by this announcement. Some not surprised, however. Uh, That was interesting. But also, everyone seemed to have a possible suggestion as to where the Euros should be. Now, it's actually been suggested, interestingly, by some people that the European Championships should be held in Europe. Uh, Because now, post-Brexit, the United Kingdom is no longer in Europe. So there is that argument, I guess. And that argument took place on our socials as well. Um, Yeah, a lot of people who were for Brexit and against Brexit. And then it all turned very political. And um, yeah, we had to step in on a few occasions and go, hold on, we're a pipe band podcast. We're not a a politics podcast. Uh, Yeah, just behave. Uh, So yeah, there were suggestions about possibly bringing it to the likes of Belgium, Sweden... Uh, I think it's Germany had been suggested, France even, uh, a lot of other European countries that had you know a great piping scene, and there's, yeah, there's been great suggestions there for possible European championships. Who knows? You know, I, I have absolutely no idea where it will be, and that's up for speculation, I guess. But after this happened, and about two days of conversation took place online on social media, as you would expect, there was a bit of a news story that broke uh, online announcing that the British Championships are now in jeopardy. Yeah, we were really shocked by this one. So now, one after another, we were getting announcements after announcements saying, hold on, what's going on? So yeah, the Greenock Telegraph published a story that the British Championships will no longer be held in Greenock. So we were really shocked by this. So, the article itself in the paper, again, did cite that it was down to financial reasons and that it just wasn't financially viable for a Shark Council to actually hold the event. Uh, so, very similar, very similar to Inverness. Uh, so, yeah, they just can't afford it. So, that now leaves us with two major championships with no venue. Now, as far as I'm aware, we have had confirmation from Dumbarton for the Scottish Championships, uh, for Lurgan Park for the UKs, and of course our World Championships, which are definitely set in concrete. Uh, but, yeah, the RSPBA is part of their raison d'etre, I think. Is that, is that even a word? Uh, but yeah, part of their mission is to actually run five major championships in the year. And so far, they're running three. This is quite worrying, considering that this is now November. But mm, where are these two majors going to go? So, yeah, we have the British Championships now. No clue as to where that'll be. And the same for the Euros. Absolutely not a clue. Uh, So, I know the rumour machine is went into total overdrive. Let's just say. I think pretty much every town and city in Scotland or Northern Ireland or even in the UK has been suggested uh, as a possible venue. And, yes, as I said, there's been that argument for holding the Europeans in Europe. Which has happened in the past, from my memory. Uh, So, yeah, I think I was old enough to actually remember that happening. Uh, But it's been a long time uh, since the Euros were actually held in a European country. Uh, But, yeah, as for 
the British, no clue. There's been plenty of rumours. That There's been tons of rumours. And if anything, that's what's made this story kind of difficult to report. Not going to lie. And that's where this week's Word of the Week kicks in. Confusion. Because there has been so much confusion on all of this. We've had unofficial statements, I guess, completely unofficial. But we have seen uh, John Hughes has been on social media putting comments out saying that, you know, various different confirmed venues for championships and given the current positions with regards to these major championships... Again, it's unofficial. It is quoting in his own right rather than on behalf of the association. So, yeah, you can take that as it is until we get the official word from the RSPBA. So it's just been such a confusing time. With everyone all chipping in saying, oh, the British is now going to Stormont. Did you hear that? Oh, that means Northern Ireland's getting two two majors, lad. Two majors, lad. Um, where did you read that? Uh, I didn't read it anywhere. Our Johnny says it. Oh, well, if Johnny says it, then it has to be true. <clears throat> so, yeah, we did get a, a statement from the RSPBA saying to all members, you know, to be aware of the cancel, uh, you know, not to be aware of the cancellation of the Euros and all the rest, and that the board of directors are saddened by the cancellation, but they are working with promoters and everything to try and source another venue. So, yeah, apparently it is on their highest priority to try and get one sorted. Now, that's just about Inverness and the Euros. We've heard nothing about the British, however, uh, but seeing that news report in the local media, uh, yeah, that does kind of worry us all. Now, we then ask the question. Why are these district councils uh, suddenly pulling the plug on these huge events? Now, whenever you look at the benefits of running these events, we're starting to ask the question, is the venues reaping the benefits? Now, it has been suggested in some of these stories in the media that some of them are being run for free. You know, there's no ticket entry. They don't pay for parking, that kind of thing, uh, whereas other venues do. You know, they charge like a fiver in and maybe a fiver for parking. So that's a tenner, you know, and that's a tenner in your pocket kind of thing. Uh, but also it's been suggested as well that, uh, you know, whenever people are going to these competitions, they're not actually staying in town. They're actually staying in like a larger city like Glasgow or Edinburgh possibly. or And then they're busing it to these venues and things like that. So the towns aren't seeing the benefits of all those piping fans attending, you know, like all the hotels and restaurants all being packed out with piping fans, that kind of thing. So they're not really seeing a big financial dividend to their local area when they run an event like this. So I'm not sure if that's the case for Greenock or even for Piping and Inverness, uh, but I do know on good authority that there's quite a number of bands that have done that in the past. You know, that they go to a major city because it has all the transport links. Uh, they can fly in their members and stuff, put them in a hotel that night, and then grab the bus the next morning to head to the competition. And I do know a lot of bands that did that. Uh, so it may well be the case that, that, you know, the local areas aren't seeing the financial benefits of these. But... Yeah, there's also a lot of concerns about just how much does the, you know, the local area council have to pay to run it? How much do sponsors have to pay to have their name in lights above it? Uh, we do know that, you know, there's been local distilleries and things that have been sponsors of some of these events, like local, you know, local uh, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers have all, like, uh, put their name in lights and stuff and, you know, we're a sponsor of piping at Greenock, that kind of thing, you know. So it's just how much these sponsors have contributed as well. And also, how much does the RSPBA themselves contribute as well? 
Now, looking at some of the articles on PipesDrums.com, whenever they were reporting on this story, they did mention that most of the major championships, if not all of them, apart from the Worlds, uh, they all ran at a loss. Uh, I think they all ran at a collective loss. I'm going to quote from the article here. Uh, in 2019, they ran a collective loss of 44 grand, and the Worlds was the only one to turn a profit at 72 grand. So, yeah, you do wonder then, with all of these other major championships kind of getting dwarfed by the big one, the Worlds, um, is there much benefit for these towns and locations? to actually host the championships as big as a major? It's a very interesting question, and it's one of which the, the financials around arranging a competition, especially a major championship, um, just how do the books get balanced? How much do the RSPBA contribute? How much does the punter on the gate contribute with their ticket prices? Um, it's just a very interesting equation, I guess. And... All of it, I guess, is for us as piping fans. Um, I don't know if we're the winners or losers in this situation. I guess we're absolutely the losers because at the moment we don't have venues for these competitions. And that's a very worrying prospect. Yeah. Can you imagine a season without five majors? Yikes. Uh, So, mm, yeah, I want to be reporting the story on, yes, there's a confirmed venue. Here you are. Hmm. Uh, so I hope to have that on a future Rab Show. But just to let you know of the sheer amount of confusion that is out there in the piping scene at the moment. Now, the reason for all this confusion is because of these cancelled events, but also for all of the rumours that are circulating around. There's a lot of people out there who say they have the inside track. Oh, I have heard it on good authority. It's definitely going to be held in this place and that place and the other place. And then what the risk is is that bands actually go out and start booking travel arrangements. Now, there's been a lot of complaining from bands out there who are in the process of trying to book their travel, but they can't because they don't know where they're going. And, yeah, I'm sure you all have heard it in the local press, here in the UK specifically, that, uh, yeah, the cost of living and travel and all of that here in the UK has just been kind of crazy. And... um, yeah, even getting simple things like bread and milk in your shopping is just, I don't know, you may take out a mortgage. Um, so traveling to a pipe band competition may not be on the, you know, may not be on the budget sheet for a lot of people out there. So, yeah, this is something really quite worrying, you know. Uh, the UK has been hit hard financially, I guess, and these events heading by the wayside are a clear sign of that. And it's a very worrying time for all of us as piping fans. Will we have five majors next year? We really hope so. So for for everyone listening at RSPBA headquarters right now, and I do know there's a lot of you who do tune in, just know that we're all behind you. We know that this is going to be an arduous task. We did think that those dates were in the calendar. We had locations in place. We were all set. And then these surprise cancellations happened. Awful news. Absolutely awful news, and I yeah we we are right there with you, RSPBA. We know this is going to be a terrible time to try now and get these major championships off the ground in a new location. Uh, yeah, we oh, I don't know. It's just going to be awful. So to everyone there at RSPBA HQ, we you do have our every sympathy. Good luck trying to get all of this sorted. It's going to be quite a mess. Um, so 
But an interesting one for us to follow, of course, as piping fans, we definitely want to see that announcement. Right, it's going to be held in this city. Go and book your flights, folks. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we will continue to follow this story, as always, as it will develop, I'm sure, in the coming weeks and months, as we do hope to have confirmed venues in the very near future. Uh, So we will bring you that confirmed information as soon as we have it. As for the rumor machine, please don't be a part of the rumor machine. You know, don't put it out there as the absolute truth that this is where it's happening until it has been formally announced, please. Uh, Because I do have it... yeah, I had it on good authority that it was going to be in certain places and then turned out, oh, they just heard from a source that heard from a source that heard from another source. Like, like third-hand information. And then whenever I went back to the original source, then no, that's not where I told them it was. Somewhere else. <sighs> anyway, a very long-winded story. A very confusing story. And uh, yeah, that does harken back to our word of the week then, doesn't it? Confusion. <laughs> but yes we will continue to follow this story as best we can and the only way we can i guess so definitely continue to follow us on social media the big rab show on social media and uh, yeah we'll do our best to keep you updated on all of the goings on with regards to any announcements that drop indeed all right i have to give a mention then on to the next news story with uh kyle howe who is now on day 16 as i record this uh of his movember tune a day now he's still producing these incredible videos every day playing something i don't know i've been so enjoying these and so far he's managed to raise 95 quid for movember now i do think we can top that we can definitely top that so if you can go and check out kyle howe on his youtube channel uh, as he's doing his tune a day through movember raising money for charity so please do go over there check him out and if you can please do drop him a little donation two three quid five or tenner whatever you can afford and uh, yeah drop a few quid for charity why not all right, I have to give a mention to Methyl and District Pipe Band, and they're recruiting learner side drummers. Yes, they're also looking for experienced tenor drummers uh, to join an active and enthusiastic competing pipe band. There you are. I like that. Active and enthusiastic, Methyl. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested in either learning the snare drum or if you're an experienced tenor and you would like to take up the challenge there at Methyl and District, then, yeah, you can contact them on their social media. Uh, practices are held on Buckhaven Community Centre and that's every Monday and Thursday night. Yeah. So there you are. Contact Methyl and District if you are interested. I got tongue-tied there. Now, I have to give a shout to Pipe Major Don Shannon. Did you see this? Can I just say that Pipe Major Don Shannon is an absolute legend? Legend! Woo! Yeah, so um, Don Shannon is currently on his holidays. He's out there in Egypt. And uh, he sent us in some photographs as he was uh, milling about the pyramids and stuff. Well, specifically the Sphinx. Yeah, that thing that doesn't have a nose nor nothing. Well, yeah, he managed to take a photograph in front of the Sphinx, which was very cool. Uh, but he was also wearing a big rap show t-shirt. Yeah! Go on, you legend! Uh, so, I, I think that is the furthest, I think, that the uh, big rap show merch has travelled, perhaps. We have had some some photographs from Australia and New Zealand. But, th- yeah, that I don't know, that's quite exotic there. Big rap show t-shirt at the Sphinx in Egypt. That's awesome. So, thank you, Pipe Major Don Shannon. That really cheered us up this week. That was quite fun. There you are. Awesome. Shout out to Don Shannon. You're a legend, my friend. And enjoy yourself out there in Egypt, too. That's awesome. 
All right, I have to mention about the Yusbaba Southern Branch. I did mention this, uh, that uh, they put out, well, a bit of an announcement uh, telling us about how the elections, everything went for Yusbaba. Yes, the president of Yusbaba, as voted in by the membership, is now Bill Coddle. Yes, Bill. There you go. And then, and yeah, they managed to give the placings as well for everybody who ran uh, for these which I find interesting. Uh, but, yeah, but the, the brand-new president of Yuspapa is Bill Caudle, so well done. The vice president was Joe McGonagall, and the recording secretary was Stephanie Valley, and the officer-at-large was Scott Fletcher. Now, as to what an officer-at-large is, no idea, but well done to Scott. And the recording secretary, um, again, no idea, but well done to Stephanie. And so, uh, to everybody else who picked up, uh, positions there at Yuspapa, well done it's interesting to read those reports and again thank you to the Yuspapa Southern Branch for publishing that and letting us know how the elections all shook down so there you are, congratulations to Bill Coddle uh, so yeah new president of Yuspapa, indeed alright I have to give a bit of a shameless plug to Waken District Yes, shout out to Waken District, who were holding a bit of a practice uh, this past week because they were preparing for upcoming Christmas parades. Yes, December 3rd in the town of Zebulon, uh, they're going to be doing all sorts of different Christmas parades. And they're also going to be appearing on December 10th as well, the town of Clayton. And uh, yeah, so I have to give a mention to them because they published their practice footage on their social media. So if you are interested in hearing what the guys at Waken District are up to, then go and check that out. And again, can I mention, they're playing those incredible drums by the British Drum Co. They just look so sweet, by the way. I love them. Yeah, any wonder they were nominated for Cool's Drums. Very cool. So there you are. Shout out to Waken District, uh, preparing for their Christmas parades. Yeah. And if anyone else out there, by the way, is preparing for the upcoming Christmas season and everything, then please do let us know and we'll definitely like to feature it here in the Rab Show. Yeah. All right. I have to mention the guys at Flux Solutions. Yes. Now, this was interesting. This past week, they put out a huge announcement for a brand new product that none of us seen coming. Now, I'll be brutally honest. Whenever I was last chatting to Robbie, he did say that he was working on something, but he didn't want to tell me what. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, So, uh, yeah, he's kept it secret all the way up until now. He's finally launched it. Yes, launching on December 1st, he is launching a bagpipe humidity case. Now, has anyone seen this thing of beauty? Oh, my God. This thing looks incredible. Yes. Now, it's 170 quid for a bagpipe case, which can be a little steep for some people's budget. But whenever you see all the gubbins that this thing does, oh my god, this thing's incredible. Now, for those of you out there who know what a pelican case is, yeah, I think I might be talking to the camera people out there. A pelican case is a a very hard-wearing case where you could kick it across the floor and the stuff inside won't be damaged at all. In fact, the case won't be damaged. Very, very hard-wearing. Well, inside this pelican case-looking pipe case, I guess it looks like one, uh, there will be all sorts of mesh pockets for your tools and everything. There will be customizable cut foam inserts for your drones so they don't rattle around inside the case. Oh, my God. And then they're also going to have a two-way humidity control by Bovida and all sorts of all different humidity and temperature controls. 
man, I can't sell this thing enough. I'm going to have to get Robbie on the show to tell us about this product. So I'm going to have to catch up with him. But for now, I would urge you to go along to fluxsolutions.co.uk and check out this brand new product that will be launching from them. Uh, yeah, 1st of December. I think it's already available for pre-order. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's my best kind of description of this. I know I'm doing visual things on the podcast right now. But if you do know what a Pelican case is, just Google what that is, I guess. Uh, or better still, go to the Flux Solutions uh, website and you can see one for yourself. It does look like a very hard-wearing case. Something that you can kick about and drop and everything and your stuff in the inside will not come to any harm. This thing looks incredible incredible this will absolutely revolutionize how you carry your pipes around i dare say a lot of folks will be using these especially for those who have to travel with bagpipes as well yeah so there you go i'm gonna to have to get robbie on the show so robbie if you're listening mate yeah you're coming on the show i want to hear all about this bagpipe humidity case because it just looks amazing and yeah, I'm going to want to get one myself, actually. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, well, I have to mention another news story from the National Piping Centre. They've put out a, a small series of videos on their YouTube channel, which you should really go and check out. Now, this is ideal for beginners. Yes, Margaret Dunn from the National Piping Centre uh, takes you through the bare-bone basics of learning how to play pipes. And they're done in bite-sized form. The videos are very short. Like, they're maybe three minutes, two, three minutes for each one. And they're done in different parts. And each video gives you a little exercise to work on and master before you move to the next video. It's so fascinating. Now, but this is for people who are absolute beginners. Who have never held a chanter before. Never mind playing a scale or even starting playing G grace notes or anything like that. So... Uh, yeah, go and check that out. If you know of anyone who is even curious about lifting the chanter in the first place, then I would recommend these bite-sized bagpipes, as they're calling them. Uh, so shout out to the National Piping Centre. Uh, quite an interesting, uh, yeah, <laughs> initiative. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So definitely go and check that out, uh, especially for learners. Yeah. All right, we got an exciting announcement from the Manawatu Scottish Society. Yeah, they put out the draw for the Jenny Mare Highland Square Day, which is going to be taking place on the 10th of December. Yeah, it's all going to be kicking off at half eight in the morning there. At uh, yeah, and Looking at the lineup of bands here, this looks brilliant. Now, we have bands all the way from grade four up to grade one, and... Yeah, this is shaping up to be quite a cool competition. Uh, our Grade 1 bands, of course, include Canterbury, Caledonian. We have Manawatu, Scottish, number one, and Auckland and District. Our Grade 2 bands, we have St Andrews, Brisbane. Uh, we have Wellington, Red Heckle, and Metro Pipe Band as well. There you are. Now, I can go through the rest of the grades if you wish, but you can go and check all of that information out, of course, on the Manawatu Scottish Society social media page where they've dropped all of the announcement there, all to do with the soloists and everything and the bands. It's all up there. You can go and check out all that information there now. There you are. All right. So, moving on to the next news story, I have to give a shout-out to the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band, who celebrated over the past weekend just with a big party with the entire band, uh, all celebrating, of course, lifting that world title with the drum corps there. So, yeah, just wanted to give them a mention this week uh, that they were all partying together. It was great to see the band all together again post-season like this and letting their hair down and just having a good time. I think the amount of people that took selfies uh, with the trophy and the sash and everything was really heartwarming. Uh, so well done again to everyone at SFU at lifting that title and, of course, on your party and having a great time. It just looked like a lot of fun. There you are. 
Okay, next news story. I have to give a mention then to the 26th George Sheriff Invitational. Yes, it's going to be held on November 19th, which is this weekend. Uh, So now as for any plans for any online live streaming and such, uh, I just don't know. Uh, But yeah, you can go and check out the georgesheriffinvitational.com for full information. Yeah, so as I say, just by way of a shameless plug... (laughs) <laughs> it's on this weekend, uh, Saturday the 19th, and it kicks off with 68 marches, 10 a.m. in the morning, then followed by Peabrook, and then the MSR competition. There you are. So for more information, go and check out the georgesheriffinvitational.com for full info. I say I'm not sure on any live streams and all the rest, but uh, we are hoping that there will be some online live streamed element of it. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that front, but we're hoping for the best, indeed. Okay. Let's give a shout out to bands that are having parties. There are quite a few of them, actually. And shout out to the Field Marshal, actually, who are holding a big Christmas do. Yeah, they're holding a big Christmas do, and they're actually selling tickets for it. Now, so if you want to go along and party with the current world champions, now's your chance. Uh, So, yeah, it's being held in the Donadry Hotel here in Northern Ireland on Saturday the 10th of December. It'll be, yeah, a reception at 6pm and then dinner at 7 and then who knows what after that. Yeah, it'll be dinner and dancing, I reckon, to the wee hours. Uh, But, yeah, for more information, of course, and where to get your tickets and everything, then you can contact the Field Marshal Montgomery Direct on their socials and arrange uh, your ticket. Yeah. So I think for 35 quid, you get your three-course meal and you get a night of live music, apparently, reading this. So, hmm, there you are. That'll be interesting, wouldn't it, for sure? Partying with the FM? That'll be all sorts of awesome. All right. Now, I have to give a mention to the William Kennedy Piping Festival again. There has been so much happening there with the William Kennedy Piping Festival. Just too much to mention here on the show this week. But again, if you do want to check out anything from that festival... Go along and check out their website. That's all I'm going to say this week because there's just way too much for me to even delve into. The trad scene here in Northern Ireland specifically has just went boogaloo and it's so difficult to be able to capture all of it. I just wanted to give it a mention on the pod this week and say, hey, if you are interested, go along, check out the William Kennedy Piping Festival on that. Yeah, their website. It's all up there uh, rather than me sitting here and reading a hashtag list. There you are. Now, I have to say, over this past weekend, there was a good number of bands across the country here in the UK that were all taking part on services of remembrance. Uh, Of course, it was in the US, it was Veterans Day, and here in the UK, it was Remembrance Sunday. And yeah, lots and lots of pipers and bands all across the country were all involved in all sorts of acts of remembrance and parades and all sorts. And it was brilliant to see everybody out, um, yeah, playing a great tune. And uh, yeah, I think the crowds as well out supporting the bands and watching everything was just really heartwarming. Uh, So shout out to everyone who was involved in any act of remembrance or parade or anything like that over the past weekend. Just well done to all of you, I think. Yeah, so we shared out as many as we could find. Uh, There was a lot of good solo piping performances by a lot of young pipers as well, and some that have only just lifted the instrument for the first time. Uh, So, yeah, there was a lot of great heartwarming performances by pipers, drummers all across, and I just wanted to give you all a big mention. And so, yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, The music was well received by all, indeed. All right, next news story. Talking of competitions that's coming up this weekend, I have to give a shout to the Livy Invitational Freestyle Solo Drumming event, which is happening this weekend. Yes, now I know for a fact that you can't get a ticket for it. It's sold out, and uh, it's been sold out for quite some time, actually. Uh, So you can't actually get into the venue. Uh, But ourselves here at the Big Rab Show, 
We'll be there. <laughs> yeah, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we will be at the Levy Invitational Freestyle Solo event, and we will be live streaming everything as we can, indeed. So, just wanted to let you all know that, yes, if you didn't manage to get a ticket and you can't get through the door, then, yes, be sure to tune in to ourselves on the Big Rab Show on social media over the weekend, and, yeah, we will live stream everything that we possibly can. Yeah, now, we do know that the freestyle event starts with the MSR competition at 12.30, and then that rolls on until around tea time, I guess around 4 or 5 p.m. And then after that comes the freestyle. And that's when the crack starts because you get to see such great creativity from all of these amazing musicians. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've had some real interesting performances over the years. And we're looking forward to this one for sure. So, yeah, if you are interested in what's going to be happening at the Livy Invitational, then do consider heading along to the Big Rab Show on our social media, on our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. And we'll do our best to live stream everything from it. It'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. All right. I have to mention this week, the Lewis and Harris Piping Society uh, put out an announcement saying that they are going to be holding a recital by Angus D. McCall. Yes, I have to say this is a long time coming because I think it had been previously cancelled and everything. I'm not sure. I think it had been previously scheduled and then cancelled and scheduled, cancelled, that kind of thing. So it is back on again, I think. So yeah, 25th of November, it'll be held in the Clara Inn in Stornoway and it's the 25th of November. There you are. So for more information, including on where to get your tickets and everything, uh, just throw it into your search engine, the Lewis and Harris, Lewis and Harris Piping Society. There you are. All right, I have to give a brief shout-out to Callum Beaumont, uh, as he managed to win the inaugural Sunbelt Invitational event, indeed. And after winning that competition, by the way, he celebrated by going to Disney World. Yay! Now, that's a way to celebrate a win right there. Well done, Callum. <laughs> it's been quite a busy chap this last while, so yeah, full credit to you, Callum, uh, winning the inaugural Sunbelt Invitational event there. Class stuff. Yeah, and I actually managed to spot the photographs of Callum outside the big castle at Disney. Yeah, he looked to be having way too much fun. (laughs) Good stuff, good stuff. I have to give a little quick shout this week for the Vale of Athol Pipe Band. They are running their junior solo piping and drumming competition. This will be held on Saturday the 21st of January, uh, so in Pitlockery High School. So now if you are interested in taking part in this event, the full details are available on the Vale of Athol Pipe Band social media. So they have all the forms and stuff and what you need to fill out and everything, along with all of your playing requirements, all your various grades and whatnot, what's available on the day, all the competitions on offer. Uh, so yeah i just wanted to drop it into conversation you know if you are interested in taking part in the veil of athel pipe and junior solos and the drum and solos as well then yeah the the date has now been set it's january 21st and uh yeah go along now for all your information and even where you can go and put your application in if you do want to compete there you are that's all i wanted to say and so i think it's well said so if you do want to take part now's your chance head along Alright, I have to mention another band who are in recruitment mode at the moment. I have to give a shout out to Ken Ross and District Pipe Band. Uh, they are busy in recruitment mode. Now, Ken Ross, of course, from Grade 4A. Uh, so they're practicing every Thursday night, 7 till 9, in Ken Ross itself. So if you are interested, uh, they're looking for experienced pipers or drummers. Uh, they're not fussy. Uh, so if you are interested in taking up the challenge in 4A with Ken Ross, then now's your opportunity. So you can contact them uh, on their social media, of course, or you can email them secretary at kinross-pipeband or pipe-band.co.uk there you are but the easiest way is just find them on social media kinross kinross and district pipe band recruiting so there you are go and check those guys out all right 
I have to give a mention then to a little bit of an event that's happening here in Northern Ireland that will be quite interesting for piping fans. Now, we have mentioned uh, before that there's going to be a special event held at the Discover Ulster Scott Centre where there will be uh, an evening with Matt Wilson uh, from Field Marshal. Well, there's now going to be another event, but this one's different. It'll be held in the Valley Hotel in Five Mile Town. This one is entitled An Audience with Richard Parks, MBE. What? Yep, an audience with Richard Parks. That's going to be incredible. So it also features uh, other band members from FM. It has Gareth McLeese is there and Ashley McMichael. So these guys, I think, will give a, a little bit of a solo performance, I think, on the night as well. Uh, but yes, Richard will be there, and I'm not sure, but I'm hoping on hope that as the title of this event suggests an audience with Richard Parks, I hope that it's going to be up for questions from the audience that's going to be very interesting so if you would like more information of course you can go along and check out the rspba northern ireland branch Uh, they've put out this uh, advertisement for everything and shout out to the irvine memorial pipe band who are running this as a bit of a fundraiser Uh, so yeah there you go you can get tickets for it I think the tickets are free, but it is ticket only because they have to limit numbers uh, because of the venue. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested, go and check out the RSPBA Northern Ireland. We put out the advert. Uh, or you can contact any member of Irvine Memorial Pipe Band and hopefully get yourself through the door for an audience with Richard Parks MBE. I think, what's not to love about that? So, yeah, 25th of November at the Valley Hotel in Five Mile Town. There was another news story that dropped this past week uh, from uh, Auckland and District Pipe Band. And, yeah, they were quite excited about this, and so were we. We always like to hear stories of new pipe bands hitting the circle. And this is one such story. Auckland and District number 2. Uh, put in an application to the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association, and uh, it's been accepted. So after a grading review, Auckland and District number two will be competing in grade three. Awesome stuff. So hi, full congratulations there, folks. So shout out to Auckland and District and their creation of a brand new band hitting the circle in grade three. I just wanted to give you a shout this week, folks. Well done. And looking forward to seeing you in the circle now. Absolutely. Oh, also, I have to mention, now we talked about this on Fuse FM, actually, uh, but shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, who managed to feature on an episode of Blue Peter. Uh, Yeah, for those folks living here in the UK, you're going to know that's a a kids' TV show. Uh, That's really quite popular with youngsters and has been for generations. So, yeah, shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, featuring on an episode of Blue Peter. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound like a huge story, but it actually is. (laughs) It's a, it's a massive deal. Uh, so shout out to you guys. And you can actually go back and watch it again. It's on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, so yeah, just go and check that out. And uh, Blue Peter with the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Awesome stuff. <laughs> All right. Another news story I have to mention. The St. Thomas Alumni Pipe Band are going to be throwing their very first concert. Yes. I, c- I couldn't believe this, actually. Whenever I read this thinking this couldn't be their first ever concert. But yeah, it is. It's their first ever concert. An evening with the St. Thomas Alumni Pipe Band will be held on Saturday, December 10th in the theatre at the St. Thomas Episcopal School. So if you are interested in attending, that's where you need to contact them to go and grab your tickets. It's hard to believe this is their first concert, man. I... Yeah, I keep saying that. Uh, Well, apparently the bar opens at 7 and the theatre doors open at 7.15. So you have 15 minutes in to grab your drinks. Uh, If you say, yeah, go and grab tickets for this now. Avoid disappointment. This will be quite a cool concert to go and catch. Especially, yeah, St. Thomas Alumni Pipe Band playing the way they did at the Worlds. 
hearing them firsthand, very impressive. I was, yeah, I was really stoked listening to them. So, hmm. You folk over there on Patreon will know what I'm talking about, where we actually caught a lot of video of St. Thomas alumni as I was standing listening to them, and I filmed it for Patreon. So, yeah, shout out to Patreon faithful. Uh, but, yeah, St. Thomas alumni pipe band hitting the stage there for their concert on December 10th. That's going to be quite an interesting night there. There you are. So for more information and everything, uh, go along to St. Thomas alumni pipe band on their socials or their website, of course, for the school, and you can get tickets for that upcoming event. There you are. Well, seeing how we're on the topic of concerts and everything, there's been another concert announcement, and this one's coming in from the Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band. Yeah, shout out to these guys. Whenever we met them out there in Monterey, it was awesome hanging out with them. That was a great time. Uh, But yeah, they put out an announcement saying they're holding a concert called a Celtic Christmas. Ah, there you go. December the 11th at 3pm in Claremont, United Church of Christ will be held in Claremont. Yeah, so shout out to the Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band and their upcoming concert, Celtic Christmas. So if you are looking to get all Christmassy and uh, spend some time with some blistering piping and drumming, then yeah, why not? Check out the Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band for more information and how you can get your tickets and everything. And also you can check the Waspaba, I think, on their socials as well. They've shared it out as well. Uh, but yeah, you can go and check it out and blandfordbands.org forward slash store and you can go and grab your tickets there. So there you are, it's a lot of bands in concert mode at the moment. Yeah, which is great to see though. So yeah, if you're a band that is having a concert or a bit of a shindig or anything like that that you want people to attend, then please do get in contact with us and we'd love to pr- help promote it for you if possible. Indeed. Well, it's not really a concert is our next story, but it's a big breakfast. Now, I've already mentioned this on the pod, but I just want to give it another mention. Uh, Grancha Pipe Band are holding a big breakfast. This will be held at Grancha Orange Hall, and this will be on the 26th of November. Now, you can land down at 9 o'clock in the morning and get a dirty big Ulster fry. Yeah, <laughs> they're calling it Drunch's Big Breakfast, and it's all to raise funds for the band. So 26th of November, and the suggested donation is a fiver, but if you want to give more than that, go on ahead. But yeah, you've been promised a dirty big fry, one that'll set you up for the full day. So yeah, if you're into having a big feed in the morning and a good big breakfast, then why not go along and support Grancha Pipe Band and their big breakfast on the 26th of November? Awesome stuff. I also have to mention, before we just get out of all the news and updates, actually, that the New Zealand Pipe Band Association put out an announcement about the upcoming New Zealand and South Pacific Pipe Band Championships. Yeah, quite an exciting one, actually. There are going to be 47 bands at this. 47 bands? Oh, my word. I can't wait for this this is gonna be nuts so this is all scheduled then for march in christchurch and this is shaping up to be a huge competition 47 bands man that's nuts so i keep saying that Uh, so yeah go along to the royal new zealand pipe band association as they're giving out little teaser announcements i suppose as this event gets closer but i'm really looking forward to this now yeah the New Zealand and South Pacific Championships shaping up to be quite a huge event. I remember whenever we first announced it and everything here in the show that they were working at it and hopefully putting it all together. So, yeah, this is shaping up to be huge. It's 47 bands, not to be sneezed at there. Awesome stuff. So, there you go. Just wanted to give it a mention on the show. And, uh, yeah, go and check that out at your leisure. Now... Another news story that really caught my interest was a local one here to Northern Ireland. I have to mention Breedy and District Ulster Scots Development Association, who put out a huge announcement, uh, one of which that really surprised all of us. There is a job vacancy for a full-time bagpipe instructor. 
Now, this was kind of unheard of. We don't have any full-time bagpipe instructors here in Northern Ireland, to my knowledge. One, especially one that works for the Department of Education. That's the other thing that really did pique our interest. The Brady and District Ulster Scots Development Association, in support with the Department of Education, they're looking for a full-time bagpipe tutor for their school's programme. Now, it'll be 36 hours a week. Duties include teaching pupils to play bagpipes, obviously, develop their musical literacy, oral awareness, and interest of music making in secondary schools and primary schools in the northwest province of Northern Ireland. This is a very interesting development. So the Post will see a bagpipe instructor deliver lessons in primary and secondary school on a weekly basis. And like I said, 37 hours a week. And uh, yeah, they'll receive a full salary as a result, as well as travel expenses. So that's interesting. If you are interested, of course, in being a full-time bagpipe instructor here locally in Northern Ireland, now is your opportunity. The closing date for applications is the 24th of November. And you can... Go along on social media to Brady and District Ulster Scots Development Association for more information. Uh, Yeah, so there's a golden opportunity out there. If anyone wanted to be a full-time bagpipe tutor here in Northern Ireland, which has kind of been unheard of, now is your opportunity. Now, if anything, this does bode well for piping here in Northern Ireland, because it is something that we've been severely lacking, uh, is tuition in schools. We have very little, we have a few, but we have very little uh, pipe bands who do come from schools uh, we have a few different school bands i'm not going to say we don't have any uh, but we do have some uh, we have campbell college for one uh, we have down academy is another one just off the top of my head there's a few but not many but we are hoping now that this full-time piper pipe tutor position yeah we may well see more school bands propping up so that, that would be awesome so yeah very exciting development there and as i say closing date and all of your information there is available through the brady ulster scots development folks so they can go and check that out on your social media there you are all righty folks i know that there's possibly a lot of news stories that have hit the cutting room floor this week uh, apologies for such but it's been quite a crazy week in the piping scene there has been a lot I mean a lot of information to take in this week, as well as a lot of rumour to muck through, to make sure that we're giving you the facts and we're not giving you the rumours. And that took some time. So shout out to the Big Rab Show team this week who really pulled it out of the bag for me. Thank you folks uh, for yeah getting through all of that and we actually got the facts rather than the fiction so there you go if you are so aggrieved that we managed to miss a news story then please do contact us bigrabshow at gmail.com email us your comments and thoughts or of course you can always reach us on our weekly drone yeah about all those cancelled venues and stuff and the future of the piping scene i dare say we will get some weekly drones on that one so yeah let us have it thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone Oh, I have to give a mention to all of our prize winners, by the way, for the Rab Show Awards. Uh, yeah, just last week as we crowned all of our champions, I just wanted to say congratulations again. There's a lot of people out there who were very chuffed to win a Rab Show Award. I just wanted to say a full congratulations to all of you. If you did manage to lift the title, well done. And even if you didn't, well done. Doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you're not getting a huge big million pound check in the mail or anything. It's just bragging rights. Uh, so, yeah, the Rab Show Awards will roll on. And again, next year they will return. So, yeah, we'll hopefully crown new big rap show champions for best beard best concert best uh, coolest bass drum stuff like that well, well yeah the rap show awards will return no doubt there you are all right move on yes you guessed by the title of this week's episode we're gonna be talking to piper alley and for good reason there's quite an exciting announcement coming 
So, um, yeah, we'll get to that. I think it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood, with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Ah, yes, a much needed cup of tea, I reckon. Now, yes, we have welcomed back, I guess, at this point, uh, yeah, a huge guest on our show, Piper Alley, or as she's better known as, Alison Crowley Duncan. Now, she has been prolific, I suppose, on social media over this past year, couple of years, and has just been going I don't know, great guns, I guess, raking in huge, huge numbers and throwing our instrument in front of millions of people around the globe. And, yeah, um, we're going to get into the interview that we had. Now, the reason we brought her on the show is because she's working on something really quite exciting and we thought we should share it with you because we know for a fact that you folk are going to want to grab this. And that's all I'm going to say until the end of the interview. Alrighty, let's welcome her to the show then, shall we?
So welcome back to the podcast, Piper Alley. How are you doing? Are you well? Oh, good to be here. Yes, I'm doing very well. It's been a minute, but I'm very excited to be back. I know. I was trying to think when we were last talking, and I think it was, as I was saying, just uh, off mic there, is that it was whenever you reached just over 10K. So I think yeah. you've, you've sort of exceeded that now. Just a little, <laughs> just a touch, yes. Yeah, so, so I hope you don't mind me saying, but you're now sitting at 1.2 million on TikTok. That is correct. That's in, that's insane. That's like, like a crazy number, you know? It's unfathomable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm too. It's like 10,000 people is a number my brain can't wrap itself around. And it, I haven't caught up actually. 10,000 is still a lot. Yeah. So. Oh, that's even then when we were talking back then at 10k you were saying about how it was a lot you know you were getting a lot of comments and a lot of feedback tell us about 1.2 million what is that like having to handle that well it's it's crazy too because i've kind of expanded and i'm not just posting on tiktok i have four major platforms that are all somewhere between 100,000 and 1.2 million. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. YouTube has grown quite a lot for me as well. And so Mm. it's crazy because like I could, I could spend an entire day just sorting through comments on one platform and then never catch up. So my ability to stay on top of comments has gotten impossible. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I dare say it, it would be impossible without volume really come in your direction that would be incredibly difficult but i have to say it's a really positive thing uh, from our point of view we're a bagpiping show so you're putting our instrument in front of millions it's um i mean i've always wanted to see the bagpipes kind of explode this way like just as a piper myself um i always got super excited when i would see bagpipes just kind of like appear in different shows but i don't know it's it feels really Oh, there's definitely a word for it. I'm not good at those, the words. Um, it's empowering, I suppose. And I feel really honored to be able to have that platform. With that comes a lot of responsibility to not make the bagpipe look like a joke. But I promise I will never. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I think you've done incredibly well representing the instrument. Absolutely. And, and as you say, it does take a sense of responsibility as well. You know, um, but no, I think absolutely. You've been doing a cracking job. Uh, but I have to say, about 1.2 million and all. I know we're going to keep mentioning this figure, but I have to say you've received an unprecedented amount of online trolling this last while. (laughs) It's been insane. The amount of real bad comments that you get from idiots online is insane. They never cease to amaze me, actually. You'd think you'd get used to it the longer because it's been almost two years and Mm. it's been about a year since I've been full-time, um, maybe like six months, like full-time doing social media. Yeah. Uh, and, oof, like you think you would get used to it. You don't. Yeah, no, I that's it. Yeah. It surprised me every day, good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing that really struck me is uh, I know whenever we first talked to you, um, we mentioned that you experienced sexism uh, and, you know, people saying, oh, you're a woman, you shouldn't be playing bagpipes. And your response to them at that time was incredible. Uh, you know, you were so quick at being able to put them down gently, but still put them down, you know? Um, so are you still experiencing that attitude now? Mm-hmm, definitely. Especially uh, when I put on a kilt, like, a, you know, 
I guess it would be a man's kilt, but the kilts that I always grew up wearing as a piper. You know, if I dress the way that I do, kind of like edgy, girly, fun, kilt stuff, if I dress that way to a competition, the judge would go, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, they're like, mm, M&D, Where, where's that going on the sheet here? Yeah. Before department, can we get on top of it, please? Um, so it's it's just so funny because I dress, you know, and I like put everything on properly and like try to like look presentable. Um, and I still wear that uniform quite a lot when I do more bagpipery, like I call them anonymous bagpiper performances, like yes. somebody party for a local wedding, and it has nothing to do with social media. Yeah. So dress like that quite a lot um and so i'll put it on my tiktok and people get so mad that i'm wearing sporin so mad and like coming out, out of crazy the i never experienced that so it's really it's really crazy um but yeah i get a lot as well which um is a bit newer and it's because people are seeing me grow on my platforms mm. um Somebody got into a really heated conversation with themselves in my youtube comments the other day about um how long is it going to take her to to fall into the trap of like using her body for views? Oh so, my goodness, really? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, part of my brand is literally not doing that and kind of like like putting a bikini on the bagpipes instead of me, you know what exactly. I mean? I have a sticker. It's like it's part of my brand to not do that. So why would I why would I do that? And uh, they said something which was very true and upsetting. Um, and it was, you're going to realize at some point that people are not tuning in for the bagpipes and that uh, the bagpipes are not going to get you to the next level and you're going to have to dress more provocatively. And I was like, then I'm not getting to that level. Oh, so, my goodness. Well, that's what I do. It's, you've already reached a 1.2 million level. I know. Yep. I know. This is on one of my smaller <laughs> platforms, too. So it's like, I'm not going to get a exactly yeah i don't think you have any concern there but you preempted one of my questions the bikini bagpipes i have to say that's one of the most perfect put downs i've ever seen what was the thought process behind that <laughs> the the comment and the quote-unquote request that i verbatim got was i would love to see you play the bagpipes in a bikini oh so i did <laughs> I, my word i I did what I could. And I, when I originally made that video, I played um, one of my old competition jigs. I played Biddy from Sligo. And I just thought it was so funny to be playing like a competitive jig with a bagpipe in a bikini. Um, <laughs> it just felt really twisted. But the video went viral almost everywhere that I posted it. Um, and so it just kind of became like a little thing that I'll just pop in here and there. So I did a a little duet with um, another kind of comical music creator on TikTok, and we did Stacy's mom. Oh, yes, this was one of my favorites, and again, it's on my list of questions. Here uh, is the I know I know him as the horsehead bucket guy. Buckets, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh man, I've never laughed so hard in my life. It was so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah. He's talented too, just a goofball, but very talented. Yeah, so for folks that don't know and haven't seen the video, uh, it's uh, you standing in the shower with a set of bagpipes and he's in the bathtub uh, with a bucket and a pair of drumsticks. Uh, so I, I don't know, I'm maybe not describing it too well. Oh, that's it. That's, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, TikTok has been a lot of fun and it can also be a bit of a toxic place as well, you know, with all the negative comments and stuff. But I think it's something that you're really handling incredibly well across all your platforms, really. Very much appreciate that. It can be tough on some days, but the thing that I, I think I mentioned it back on our first interview and it still rings true is while those kind of comments never really get old and they still always surprise me, the same is true for all of the positive ones. Like none of it ever gets old. And the people every day who are like, wow, I thought I hated the bagpipes. You got a new fan that like, yeah, people see it every day, you know, like you're making me fall in love with this instrument. And there's just so much great piping out there that people never get to experience. And so Mm. if I can be like a little gateway to expose people to all of that, then that's just, it's worth every ounce of stupid trolling. There you go. Absolutely. And I have to say, I'm not going to blow your head up here, but you have been somewhat of a bit of a, an inspiration uh, to young women who are wanting to tick up the bagpipe, especially here in the UK, where it, it is kind of seen as a cool thing for UK kids to do, but it's mostly fellas, you know? And mm-hmm. then whenever young girls are coming along to practice, they see a band hall filled with fellas and they're like, mm, I don't really want to get in there. But when they're seeing the likes of yourself on social media thumping out the tunes, they're like, well, I want to do that, you know? So it's been happening for sure. Really, really nice. (laughs) (laughs) It would be great to see just, I feel like eventually people would have to stop saying that you shouldn't be playing the bagpipes if you're a woman or a young girl, because there are just so many that it just would be silly to say that. I feel like that's how we're going to fight it. So Start playing the pipes, ladies. Hundred percent. I have to. I, well, to be fair, I have noticed that there is a bit of an upsurge in the in the sale of pink practice chanters. I don't know if that correlates, or I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> yeah. It. So I have to ask you then. Obviously, as your platforms have been growing over this past year or so, you've had some huge opportunities, and there's one of which that really drew my attention, and that was Metallica. Can you, yeah. can you tell me about that story? How did that come about? Okay, so I posted, um, it was when I had first started uh, playing my Maverick Chanter. And I was doing a little demo just to show people what it sounded like. And I played Fade to Black. Um, I played the guitar intro solo on the Chanter with, of course, the audio behind it. And I guess enough people tagged Metallica that they saw it and they liked it enough that they reposted it on their own TikTok. And I was like, Wow. It, it was That's on first that I yeah. got the notification and people were starting to comment and tag me and, and say, hey, Metallica reposted your video. And I ignored the first like 50 notifications because I thought it was like an April Fool's joke. Oh, no. You thought it was you thought it wasn't real. I thought it wasn't real because it was on April 1st and people oh. were commenting on my stuff saying Metallica just reposted this. Metallica just reposted you. I was like, this is silly. Like they're just playing a silly little prank. <laughs> Yeah, I was out to lunch with my husband. And um, first of all, I had just hit 700,000 followers on TikTok Mm. that day. I was already, you know, sweating in public because like that didn't feel real to me. And and then I saw that Metallica did, in fact, uh, repost it and we just had to go home. I was not consolable. It was crazy. Wow, that that had to have been a moment in time that you wouldn't forget anytime soon. Metallica are a massive band, and the fact that even they are sharing bagpipes to a, a huge audience—that's that's massive. Yeah, that's got me. 
it wasn't even that it had anything to do with me. It was just that bagpipes in a polished or like decently executed form at the minimum, like were out there and yeah. big band like became aware of bagpipes. That was just crazy. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I need to ask you then, there's another pretty exciting thing in the music world, I guess. I'm a fan of Dragon Force because I'm a drummer, obviously, uh, but Fire and Flames. Do you want to tell me the story behind the creation of that? So I guess it's no secret that I'm a big fan of my electric violinist friend, Mia. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mia Osano. Uh, she's very cool. And she posted a cover of her playing Through the Fire and Flames on her electric violin. Mm. Huh. Wonder if I can do that on the pipes. So I did it on the pipes and it became my most viral video on TikTok. Uh, very quickly and Herman Lee commented on it Dragon Force shared it on Instagram and then Mia and I decided to do it as a duet version oh yes that's right yeah we duet reacted to it it was like we need these girls on our next album so yeah and mouth hit the floor yeah yeah maybe one day um bagpipes will be on a dragon forest album we'll have to see oh man that's the reason i wanted to ask you i wanted to get the inside scoop you know i'm all (laughs) yeah if that ever happens please let us know because that would just be epic you know i'll send you a personal dm oh for sure well yeah and i know that uh, listening to the podcast right now now i'm gonna get kind of nerdy here but there's quite a lot of folk listening that would be wrestling fans WWE fans, wrestler fans, and we know that there is one particular wrestler there, Drew McIntyre and all the rest, and you somehow got involved with WWE. Tell me that. that, This isn't, it sounds like I'm making all of this up, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, So WWE has a talk show called The Bump, and um, one of their hosts slid into my DMs, and it was another thing that I thought was a joke. Yeah. That's a, yeah you just thought it was another prank or something going, ha ha, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, have, I have a lot of spam and fake emails of people trying to, like, change your life, you know? Um, and yeah. the, fake, the fakes get really good. The fakes get really good. Like, you, you read it and you respond and then you realize it's fake. So when yeah. WWE emailed me, I was like... I'm going to yeah, let that right. sit for a couple days. I'll get back to it when I have time to deal with the drama. And it was real. They wanted me to come on the show. Wow. And they wanted to play Drew McIntyre's theme for him walking in. Um, so I got to make some TikToks with WWE that they posted on their TikTok. Wow. Um, they follow me back, by the way. I just want to say that WWE follows me. Wow. That's amazing. It's crazy. And so... <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's a little, it's a little wild. That was a crazy day. That was a very fun day. And Drew McIntyre is so nice, so large. He's a very large human being. He's a big fella. Yeah, I don't actually. I've met him a couple of times. Though he's just like a giant guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he would not fight me. So. Ah, um, there you go. Scared. Scared, you would think. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got to play the bagpipes in the ring at wwe and so that was really cool um uh, across the board just a really cool opportunity and i hope that we get to work together again we kind of left it a little bit open like maybe bagpipes will be back 
There you go. Hi. Well, that, that, as we know, it's not the first time we've seen pipes in the WWE, of course, with Roddy Piper and everything. But it's just awesome to see them back again. And uh, hey, I don't know. It's bound to have been some experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And I got to see. So they name um, their offices in the, the office building after yeah. famous wrestlers. And one of them is the Piper's Pit. And so I took oh, a wow. go next to it to honor Roddy. Oh, so amazing. Cool. Oh, well, I know all the wrestling fans listening right now are going, oh, my God, that's incredible. So they're bound to be losing their minds. There you are. Yeah, I was playing all these like famous wrestlers themes and I'm going to get back to it when the album promo stuff is done. Uh, But uh, like they've seen it, too. Like Seth freaking Rollins, like retweeted it. Roman Reigns (laughs) on TikTok and like all of back. And it was really cool. So that's awesome. Oh, brilliant. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I have to say with all of these incredible opportunities and stories and everything that you've been achieving over this last while, um, I have to say there's been something recently on your social media that you've been really open about and that folk have really sort of engaged with is that uh, people didn't know. Well, they do now, of course, but you are, you know, you're going through chronic illness and, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with doing all of this. Can you tell us what is it that you have? I have a little a little concoction, a little cocktail of chronic illnesses. Um, but right now diagnosed, and I'm still working with some other doctors and specialists to try and like really concretely nail everything down. But um, I have a genetic disorder called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, which makes a lot of sense in hindsight. Um, but on average, it does take people over a decade to actually get properly diagnosed. So um, it's a rare genetic disorder that is a defect in your connective tissue. So um, long story short, my collagen is deformed. And so that means that my skin is a little bit too stretchy. It heals slower, bruises easily, injures easily, things like mm-hmm. that. But more yeah. importantly, all of my joints are hypermobile. So nice. that means that um, my joints are really lax and they can dislocate very easily um so yeah yeah. and so when i was growing up um i like broke my ankle all the time i would like sprain things and and dislocate things and injure things and i just got branded as the clumsy person um oh no so you were the klutz then and yeah i was the klutz but it turns out i was actually just chronically ill um so (laughs) i remember marching in parades with air casts on I'd be playing with braces on my wrists. I played a concert one time. Um, I played clarinet with a broken finger. Um, I had to quit sports very young because I would just break everything all the time. Oh, my word. Yeah. In a way, this kind of pushed me into the corner of music because I am highly competitive. I get it from my brother. Um, But I couldn't compete in sports. And so bagpipes were perfect. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. And um, a little over a year ago, I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's quite a common thing, I think, with bagpipers too, you know, with especially in their hands and fingers. Uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, where is your arthritis striking you at the moment? Well, because mine is rheumatoid arthritis, it's an autoimmune disease. And so it actually attacks a a lot of places in my body. So Mm. um, my jaw is a really big one. Um, I got diagnosed when I was 14 with TMJ, which 
is probably actually just my rheumatoid arthritis. Um, So I actually had a moment, I broke down in a competition one time because my, my jaw locked on me. Um, It was just painful. Um, In mountain Highland games. And that was the last time my mom ever physically watched me compete because she would always get so nervous after. Oh no. Um, But I, (laughs) I do have rheumatoid arthritis pretty bad in both of my hands and my wrists and my hips, knees, and ankles. Those are my, my spots. Oh, goodness. Well, hi, I have to say full credit to you, though. You know, managing to come through all of that and still producing the amount of incredible music that you're doing, you know? Do you ever find that it gets in the way or have you just found ways to cope, I suppose, and get around it? Um, so I did a lot of work, especially over the past couple of years, with posture um, and with, um, I guess like, like hand posture specifically. And I just make sure that my hands are always, there's, there's never any tension in my hands. Mm. If there's tension in my hands, it starts to hurt and it starts to feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but because I'm able to play and it's helped my execution too. So no gripping. Um, but <laughs> because I'm able to play everything so lightly, um, I feel like the bagpipes are probably one of the easiest instruments on my hands at this point. Right. Um, I struggle a lot with my flute, uh, mostly because of the wrist posture yeah. and some of my other woodwinds as well. And I had to actually um, cut back on some instruction with piano because piano is starting to get a little sore. Um, See? Yeah. 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 So there are ways for me to definitely keep tabs on it, but I'm being extra cautious because I really want to preserve the longevity of my hands um, yeah. And so that's my my main goal is really just being super, super kind to my body. There you are. Not sound advice there. Absolutely. And I'm sure for a lot of pipers listening right now, they're, they'll know about the feather touch. We've talked about it on the show many times. And uh, if you're forcing it, then it won't happen. So that's good advice there, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really crucial, especially if you want to play for a long time. And that's why I'm a big advocate as well for an easy solo bagpipe. Because there you are. I have- yeah, I mean, it's hard to not grip the channer when you're like squeezing the heck out of a bag. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a big advocate for an easy solo bagpipe. <laughs> That's it, hundred percent. Your reeds don't have to be the size of two two by fours. You know, just a nice, easy enough reed to get it moving. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, there are really, really excellent ways to preserve tone on an easier reed. So there you are, absolutely. Mechanics. So it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention all of the relationships that, you, that you've managed to establish over the years. Of course, McLennan Bagpipes. We have to give them a shout. Go on, McLennan. Me. Yeah, and of course, our own show sponsor here, G1. Ooh, go on, G1, legends. And uh, who are the uh, Chandler Company as well? You mentioned them. Maverick. Maverick Chanders, yes, of course. Th- those are the real cool-looking ones with like, the stripes in them and stuff. My Maverick is downstairs, but... Mm. I do have my little cap, which you can oh. see the wood grain on it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Those wood grain finishes are beautiful. Yeah, so that there we are. We'll give you all a shameless plug. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely wouldn't be able to do anything without all three of them. They're like yeah, all the the uh, concert pitch channers. G1 Reads, we know. Hey, we know come on. The Reads, the reads are stellar. There you are. Um, my small pipes and then the bagpipes that I have for actually traveling and touring with are from oh. are from McClellan. Are they all the McClellans for the traveling with? Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And how have you found those on the road then? I it's so nice to have a set that I can be a little less anxious about. Um, I'm still very very careful with them, but they made me a poly set of their Claymore profile. Yes. Um, 
And I just remember the anxiety of like bringing my Robertsons out. Um, oh no. Yeah. Like <laughs> weather things. So um, I'm still of course very careful with them, but there is a, like a level of security knowing that they can come with me and still sound very good and um, be able to withstand a little bit more. They're just a bit more durable. There you go. Yeah. You're not worrying about that stock cracking all the time. Yeah. And they sound really good on stage too. So um, they've played at some cool places. They played at WWE. Oh, (laughs) see, nice. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So you're still playing the small pipes then? I know last I was chatting with you, you were kind of mucking about with them. Not sure where to go with them, but are you still playing the small pipes? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they are a big part of my uh, streaming. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm still playing them quite a lot. I, I love having them. I've been starting to incorporate them in like uh, shows as well. So uh, the yeah. last concert that I played, I played some small pipes as well with some other musicians. And so they're still a big go. part of everything, too. It's good to have another musical voice, I suppose. Yeah, there you go. It adds a lot of diversity. Indeed. Sound, so. Well, talking about diversity of sound, you'd almost think I'm a radio guy and I've done this on purpose. Let's talk <laughs> about your album then, where it is full of diverse sounds. Uh, so as people don't know, you may, you're a multi-instrumentalist and you play loads of different instruments as well as bagpipes. Tell us about this upcoming album you have coming out. Okay, so this has been my, my, my sole focus for almost a year now. Um, it has been very challenging to, ever since I put my EP out and I put my EP out on November 5th of last year. Mm-hmm. It, immediately, I started planning for my actual full album and it took a really long time to curate everything, to kind of plan out the pieces, to have failures and, and uh, new ideas. And it's finally happening. So I am playing seven different instruments on the album. Um, but with a bagpipe focus, so there are still bagpipes on every single track um, or small pipes. One of them is, is small pipes, but I'm playing eight instruments and I'm singing lead vocals on it. So it's very much like every corner of me as a musician tossed into the album. And I'm, I'm just so excited to bring it out to the world. It's very. Oh, that's fantastic. So, well, yeah, for your fans, of course, they know when the release date is. But for folks listening to the pod now or even watching this video, uh, it'll be out in November 18th. It's not right. Very soon, especially yeah. when it's public. Very soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I am over the moon excited about it. It's called The Pipes Are Calling. Um, of course it is. And it's because uh, the main track on it where I am playing all of Almost all of the instruments on the entire album are in that one song. It's Danny Boy, of course. Um, and so I'm like a seven piece choir and I'm playing a whole woodwind section. And I have a guest oh, wow. Highland pipes, small pipes, the whistles, the works. So there's a lot in there. <laughs> and there are some originals on there too. Oh, fantastic. Well, for those folks who have got the EP, thankfully I'm one of them. Uh, does that kind of give us a little bit of a flavor as to what's going to be in the album or is it completely different? There is a flavor for sure. So I would say from that album, oh, shaking stuff, um, from that EP, if you take the Megalodon reel and High on a Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of get a little bit deeper off of both of them. That's kind of 
where this album kind of falls. I see. Right. So it is one definitely for piping fans to check out for sure. I would recommend it to everyone listening right now. Uh, but for non-piping fans as well, is this one they could throw under the Christmas tree maybe? Absolutely. So it's um, four instrumental tracks and four vocal tracks. Oh, um, nice. Again, bagpipes are in everything, but so is something else. So um, two of them are heavy bagpipe tracks with some traditional stuff, some originals. Um, and then the rest of it is um, kind of like a, an extended version of Magdalena, which is a saxophone and bagpipe combo. I already released that yeah. one. An extended version is going to be on the album. Nice. And so it's like a little bit of a cross genre because jazz was such a big part of my life growing up as a musician. Mm-hmm. So back, bagpipe jazz. I love that. I was just going to say that. Bagpipe jazz, that sounds smashing. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a shorter version of it that's already out. So um, that's not, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much of a spoiler. Ah, there you go. So where can folks go and grab this then? Where, where platform-wise will you have it available then? I will have a physical CD, which I know is very controversial. <laughs> but <people laughs> love them. I think having a physical CD is really nice because I do hand sign all of them. Um, and so it's just like a nice little personal touch, but that's going to be on my band camp, which is where all that's basically my personal shop. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it is going to be again, available on every streaming platform under my artist name, which is Piper.Alley. There you and go. So yeah. iTunes, Spotify, you name it. It's probably there. All those usual spots then. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get it on air, by the way. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to the pod this week, then be prepared. Next week's Rab Show will be filled with Piper Alley. So just just beware. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, th- that's all sorts of exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's uh, November 18th then. Again, just to remind folks, yeah, it's called The Pipes Are Calling. Is that right? Pipes Are Calling. There you go. Nice one. Uh, so I need to get into a few last questions before I let you go. Uh, well, it turns out that in our last interview, I didn't really ask you a famous big rap show question. We ask everyone. Uh, so I know I should get a slap on the wrist for that bad rap. So, yeah, I have to ask you, have you got a favorite cheese? You know, what's so funny is before you interviewed me on the last one, um, I was I was educated. I had done my research. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had planned for that question. Had you? Oh, no. <laughs> um, now you're catching me off guard. Oh, no. So, no, it's okay. So, little <laughs> fun fact. Um, Allie, the piper here, is a vegan. Oh, I see. Oh, there you go. I didn't know. I yeah. am still a cheese connoisseur. Oh, right. Okay. Back when I could consume dairy before it would try to kill me... <laughs> Um, I was a fan of Munster cheese. Munster cheese? Ooh. There you I go. Know. Very unique. However, my current favorite is a mozzarella from a brand called Violife. Ooh. I like it the is, sound of that. It's actually very good. It's very creamy, melts very nicely, doesn't hurt the stomach. That helps too. That helps too. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't had dairy like heavily since I was like 15. So it's been over 10 years and I haven't had any dairy in the past seven years. So I can't say how much it tastes like dairy cheese, but I do love it a lot. And I often head down to the refrigerator like two in the morning for a little. (laughs) There you go. Does no harm. Yeah. So can I ask you then that we've got a, well, I have to ask you about the emotional support acts. 
What what the heck is this? The emotional support acts. What what is this? So yes, I am a musician, but I also really love a good sharp thing. <laughs> a sharp thing, okay. I love a good sharp thing. And so Denver, my husband, actually for my birthday last year, was sweet enough to get me a Viking battle axe. Right. Which is really sweet of him. <laughs> um, and I became um, deeply obsessed. And I started um, incorporating it into my content wherever possible. And right. so it became branded as the emotional support axe. I see. Um, now, it's funny that you bring that up. And I swear this wasn't planned. But today, <laughs> today I did release emotional support axe figurines on my merchandise shop. What? R- figurines? You're kidding. Hold on. <laughs> Oh my word, look at that. Well, for those watching the video right now, you're holding up a little miniature axe on a lanyard. That's amazing. It's about the size yeah. of your palm. Yeah. It's, it's about the size of my palm, and it has like the engraving that my emotional support <laughs> axe has. So, yeah, um, I'm just a goofball, but apparently, a lot of people out there in the world are also goofballs. So, absolutely. So, th- does that bring us into the world of rend fairs and all of that? I've been I meaning mean, to ask you about so. this. What, so, what is a rend fair? Uh, the rend fairs are renaissance festivals and renaissance fairs. Um, and it's kind of like a little piece of folklore and history combined where you can go and you can get, um, weapons. I guess this is my, oh my sword. word. You're holding up a sword now. <laughs> just all these weapons in your house i've got a couple (laughs) swords i've got a couple axes from renaissance festivals but they also have like really cool music i guess if you took a highland games and made it a little bit like older and more folklore um and then right like a festival okay all right coming from the world of highland games it feels kind of like home because you've got your vendors up in tents Mm. um and like walking through the clan village, if you kind of like envision that, um, yes. it reminds me of that as well. Just like the whole ambiance. Um, but they have actors at the festivals who will do shows. There's sometimes there's a joust. Right. Um, like on horseback and they're like at each other with swords and stuff. Wow. So there's a joust and then there's also live music. And so I've had the opportunity to play at um, some Renaissance festivals, which has been fun. I, and that, yeah. So- my emotional support axe and be able to wear it on my body while I play the pipes. There you go. That sounds all sorts of amazing and confusing at the same time. You know, that's completely out of the world that I'm used to. Yes, that's a great way to put it. I had never been to a Renaissance festival before I started performing at them. Right. Um, And so it's just, it's such a, like, there's a whole community of people who exist in this realm. I guess anybody who's a fan of like D and D or um, shows like um, any of those like medieval shows, even like uh, Outlander and things like that. And if you also think about reenactors, it's kind of like that, but just purely for fun. And there's no like crazy rules. Like nobody's going to get mad at you because you have your phone on you. You know what I mean? See, so, yeah. Um, that, that's, like, I, I kind of sampled this. Uh, we went to uh, a competition in California ourselves on the Big Rab Show team. There's like three of us there, and we were exposed to reenactors, and they were like wearing the full getup, and they had like big claymore swords and stuff. And like we were listening to an MSR in grade three, and then suddenly there's a guy walking past with a battle axe. We're like, what's going on? <laughs> 
But uh, that's just what this is, I suppose. Yeah. Just having fun. We're just trying to have a good time out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. And that's one thing I took from uh, obviously for a lot of your content is that you're having fun. And I think that's the whole point of it, really. You know? Yeah. Definitely. I feel like um, I made a promise to myself that if I had to sacrifice like my my love and like fun uh, experiences with music to be able to do it as a career, then I had to not do it as a career because it's been so important for me for music and just art in general to be an expression of my personality and to be kind of a, a little escape from the the kind of not so great world sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no. so it's, I feel very, very, very lucky that I'm able to still have my personality be such a big part of my career. So that's. Oh, and it's fantastic for your fans and for everyone listening right now. I have to say a huge thank you. Keep up the massive uh, wealth of work that you're doing. I'm sure that's no mean feat. Uh, especially with this massive album coming up now on the 18th. So uh, I dare say, as you said, about a year's worth of your life has been poured into this. So a wealth of work. Uh, so I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. So thank you from all of us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you as well. It means a lot that, you know, I can still really be in touch with the piping community um, through you, through the podcast, through everything. Um, and I don't know also say thank you back just because like this is where i came from so well, there you go yeah well so i don't forget you can still thump out an msr when you need to you know what i mean yes. I, or horn pipe and jig and all of that there yeah never mind your fire and flames and your metallicas and all the rest i <laughs> a good six eight can help yeah oh honestly a good jig a really good heavy jig or a heavy stress bay is harder than through the fire and flames any day they, no. they don't know <laughs> no, no, there you go <laughs> i think we'll close on that point there you go <laughs> grand so Alison, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us on the podcast again and the very best with this upcoming album we absolutely cannot wait thank you thank you rob it's been a pleasure chatting as always and there you have it <laughs> what an awesome conversation that was thank you ali for taking time to chat with us here on the show we really appreciate it and yes if you do want to go and grab a copy of the album which is called the pipes are calling you can go and do that now actually it's up there now on her Bandcamp page uh, where you can actually go and download a digital version or you can even go and buy the actual cd which will be released on the 18th and will be mailed out to you yeah now, I have to say, as well as that album being released, you also have an EP from her as well called Billow and Breeze. If you haven't checked that out as well, uh, then go and check that out on Piper Alley's Bandcamp page as well. Along with a raft of other stuff, there's a lot of great stickers there, along with little emotional support axes as well. Although I think those are sold out now, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, tons of great merch, a lot of great music and stuff. And shout out to Ali uh, for chatting with us here on the show. And yeah, we know she's incredibly busy at the moment, so yeah, just awesome for her to take time and have a yarn with us yeah uh, as, so there you are if you are interested in checking any, anything out about piper alley just throw it into your search engine you're bound to find it uh yeah she's got tons of videos across everywhere all those major platforms and stuff and of course we would urge you to check out piper alley on Bandcamp and go and pick up that brand new album the pipes are calling there you are yeah i have to say on good authority i've actually downloaded it myself and it's class all right, there, there there is some sets in there that I'll be playing on Fuse FM this week for sure. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great piping numbers in there. There you are. But 
I'm not going to spoil it for now. Just going to ask you new folks to go over there to Piper Alley on our Bandcamp page and pick up their latest album. There you are. Congratulations on your new album, Ali. Brilliant. Alrighty, folks. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show. And we're here every week talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And as well, I know we've already mentioned it, but we'll mention it again before we go. Yes, the Trad Awards. I know, I know. Yes, if you haven't yet, please do consider dropping us a vote for the Trad Awards. The voting for the uh, Scotch Trad Music Awards does close on the 20th of November, so you do still have time. If you haven't yet placed your vote for us, then please do. We would urge you, uh, yeah, if you've liked anything that we have done here in the Rab Show before, then please do consider going over there uh, to the website. We've included a link in the show notes and everything and consider dropping us a vote on that category for Trad Music in the Media. We would be really grateful if you did. There you are. So quite a bumper episode for you this week. A huge interview with Piper Alley. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great news stories and debate and um, confusion, I guess. Uh, so it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? And me dare say, the piping scene never does get boring. You know, there's never a dull moment in the piping scene, honestly. And all of these 300 plus episodes of Rab Show, we've never once felt bored. There's always something to talk about. Something exciting, you know? Always something. Anyway, so that's it, though. Until next week, and we'll just see what happens next week, I guess. (laughs) We've got another huge episode for you next week, as always. So we'll see you back here on the podcast for even more bagpiping shenanigans. Until then, we'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.